Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Spielunkers. We've got a new guest as Emma could not join us again, unfortunately. Jake and Hefe. Hello. Hello. So Hefe, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm a part-time streamer. I like retro games. I like indie games. I also like Dark Souls, which is not decidedly not an indie game. Or retro. <laughs> or retro, exactly. But uh, I tend to like games that have either a very, very good story or a really, really good gameplay. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Let's start with what have you been playing? Hefe, why don't we start with you? What have you been playing this month? Uh, so offline I've been playing uh, Lisa, the painful RPG, which is an indie RPG, but I think it's pretty fairly well known by most people. But it's basically a post-apocalyptic slash Mad Max type of RPG, and it's... It's a bit traumatizing. Like, it deals with a lot of very, very adult themes that you don't typically see in a standard RPG, like drug abuse, domestic abuse, you know, questioning your morality. There are some very, like, hard choices that you have to make that either permanently alter your main character, i.e. like amputation or scarring versus killing off other party members. It's very uh, quirky quirky game, but I I really enjoyed it. It's just, it's very heavy. Like, you play the game and you kind of just need a break. But I've been playing that, yeah. Yeah. Is, isn't is the art style and stuff at least partly inspired by Mother mother 1, Mother 2, Mother 3, Homebound? Maybe. Earthbound, do you mean? Maybe Earthbound? Maybe. Earthbound! <laughs> Jesus! Yeah. Home? Where did that come from? Yeah, I, I believe so, but I'm not quite certain. I did like a little bit of research on the well, game before I played it, and uh, apparently there was a prequel. It's made with the RPG maker, so you can see little hints of that. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I don't know where the art style really comes from. Well, the combat reminds me of Earthbound. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at videos now of it while you talk. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was it a really really good kind of really good game. It's just it's it's a heavy game. It's not something that you play <laughs> lightly. So uh, you did actually I stream did. it, didn't I did. you? So is this a, a second attempt at playing the game? That was the first attempt I was talking about the uh, the stream that I did. Okay. But, uh, yeah, nice. I've also been playing this game called Wuppo or Wuppo W U P P O. Not sure how to call it, but it's basically a metroidvania type of game but less emphasis on combat and more on the puzzle side the graphics are very very like unique like very watercolor style graphics and it's, it's almost like playing like a saturday morning cartoon it's just very goofy very upbeat very positive like i need i needed this sort of positivity in my life after playing lisa and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that filled that void but yeah it's a really good game it has couch co-op but i don't i don't know how well that would work with puzzle type games but yeah overall it's pretty good uh, well nice i mean you kind of had me at metroidvania yeah yeah, yeah I, w- I was thinking that's gonna be luke and it's 60 percent off right now mm. well it is black friday coming up which is going to have passed after this episode airs. So ignore oh, yeah, I mean, By the said. time people people listen to this, the sale's going to be long gone, but yeah, I might it's, pick it's it up. It's definitely worth playing. Both Lisa and Wapo were very, very good games that I really enjoyed. Nice. I've played Metroidvanias with no combat before. I don't know if you've heard of the free game Knit or Knit. Knits? K-N-Y-T-T. No, but I should write that down. Uh, there's a second one as well, because one of them's a sequel. Either Knits is a sequel or there is a sequel to Knits. But, but yeah, it's a free-to-play Metroidvania with no combat. Mm, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, that's about it. Cool. What about you, Jake? What have you been playing? Can you guess? I've been playing it for three months now. Have you been playing... Something Tactics. That multiplayer game, yeah. Team Fight Tactics, yes. <laughs> that one. Yes, indeed. We're into Season 2 now, so there's new characters, new classes, origins, and style tactics. It's great, and I'm still very obsessed with it. But I've already spoken about that two months running. So other than that, I've also been playing a lot of Judgment on the PlayStation, which I got for free. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> which one is Judgment? Uh, Judgment is the non-Yakuza Yakuza game. Ah. Uh, it's the one where you play as the detective in the same world as Yakuza. In fact, you're in the same town as Yakuza. You're not a Yakuza. You're Tak Yagami. 
who is amazing. First scene, I was thinking, my god, the main character is hideous and I don't like him. But now he's growing on me. And I've, I'm like in the last chapter. I've almost beaten it. It's... Have you played Yakuza? Well, I know Luke oh, has. I, I have not. Because uh, I was going to say, it's it's a lot like Kiwami 2 in that the gameplay combat is. But it has like extra bits where you have to like present evidence, find evidence, follow people, that kind of stuff. So detective shit, which mm. makes it more entertaining. So it's what if Yakuza was mixed with Professor Layton? No, <laughs> no, the other one. Phoenix, right. <laughs> Ace Attorney. Yeah, which actually is on my wish list on Jesus, my Switch right now. what is wrong now. with me today? Does it have its own like new storyline or does it take place at the same time like one of the Yakuza games is taking place? Well, I don't actually know if it happens to take place at the same time as maybe 6 because that would be sort of the same timeline. But no, the, the story has nothing to do with that. The, there's no recurring characters. The only sort of recurring things are other than obviously Yakuza is in it. The Tojo clan, which is the clan that the main character in the Yakuza series is in, takes a lot of part in this. But even that, it's parts of the clan that you never meet in the actual Yakuza series, unless you meet them in like Yakuza 6, which I've never played. So hmm. I should probably cool. put that disclaimer in there before someone says, oh, you're lying. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. And I've almost platinumed it because I'm obsessed. I'm like 60 hours in. Nice. I used to be a big achievement slash trophy hunter, but I kind of just fell away from it. It. Uh, I never was. It depends on the game. If I'm playing a game and I start at like 2pm and I find that it's 2pm again around and I'm still playing it and enjoying it, then I'm probably going to platinum it. For me, it's usually if I finish the story and then I look at the achievement list and there's like three more and I'm like, yeah, okay, I could probably do that. Then I will, but I, I won't make a massive effort to do it. Yeah, if there's a like low-hanging fruit, like I'll, I'll go for that. But anything that requires me playing like several hours past, I, I would say like the end game, I, I generally just like no, I'm, I'm not going to bother. This has lots of fun mini games, like lots of lots of old retro Sega games because it's made by Sega and it's a massive Sega advertisement as well. And it's also got like yeah. mahjong, which is surprisingly addictive. <laughs> I could never get into Mahjong in, in Yakuza. I really want to uh, learn how to play Mahjong. Well, Yakuza 0 and Kiwami, I couldn't get into it, but Yakuza Kiwami 2, I learned it quite well. Uh, it's sort of like Jinrami, in that you need, to, okay. you need to make straights of three, or you need to have the same uh, tile three times, but because you've got 14 tiles... That leaves you with two spare, so you need to have at least one double in it, uh, and you need to find a way to get that combination. That's the most basic of rules. Hmm. And then there are special hands you can get which completely disregard those rules, but that you learn as you play. Hmm. Interesting. So I like Mahjong now. Yeah, I <laughs> tried to get into Mahjong in Yakuza 0, and I just could not get my head around it <laughs> at all. Yeah, I I found a guide online which sort of gave a bit of an explanation, and then I sort of uh, clicked the dots. The in-game explanation was painful. Oh god. Just bad translation? <laughs> or enough. Not very clear on what to do. Like, it tells you, oh, you can get these hands, but it doesn't say, oh, what you actually need to do to win. <laughs> yes, because I thought it was a sort of poker-like thing, the way it gets described in Yakuza 0, but... Yeah, I never played it in I 0, it so out. I don't remember that. Well, it's going to be the same game anyway, so... That is true, most likely. But anyway, I've been talking about my obsessions over this last month. What have you been playing, Luke? Yeah, so I've been playing Witcher 3 on Switch. A lot of Witcher 3 on Switch. Okay, wait, have you been playing um, Witcher 3 or Gwent? Mostly Witcher 3, because I don't have enough cards to, to be good at Gwent, and it's still frustrating to play. I've just started winning some of my games, so, so I'm kind of getting into Gwent, but I, I still need to collect way more cards before I feel like I have a deck I can trust. Gwent is amazing. What is Gwent? 
It's the collectible card game inside of Witcher. Oh, gotcha. So you can just challenge any, well, not anyone, like certain people, but you can challenge a lot of people to this game and, and usually you challenge them for money. And there'll be a quest line where you can challenge specific people to get unique cards. Hmm. And it's one of those card games that looks really, really simple. And then there's so much hidden depth to it. It's easy to learn, but difficult to master. <laughs> Pretty much. Although the strategy I learned is anything that lets you draw cards, go for that. Yeah, I think the last time I played a, a game where I was like really heavily invested in the, the, the card game aspect was I think it was Final Fantasy VIII back in the day. Yes, freaking yeah, That was I a great that, card I can't game. Think of, oh. I can't think of many other games that have a, a card game attached to them. No, I, I know Final Fantasy X-2 had a coin game, which is amusing. Well, yeah, but it's Final Fantasy but as yeah, well. All the Final Fantasies have fun ones. Yeah. Legend of Legaia had a few fun mini games in the minigame plaza area yeah i remember it even had like you could go up to the arcade machines and, and it becomes a fighter yeah although it still played a lot like the normal combat <laughs> anyway apart from that i was i played gears of war 4 in co-op with a friend and that was fun played it start to finish it did end a bit suddenly but it was quite good looking forward to playing gears of war 5 now i've got the microsoft uh, xbox pass up for pc so i've got gears of war 1 3 uh, 1 4 5 got Outer Worlds, all of that for the subscription, so quite quite looking forward to playing quite a lot of those games. Do you play like strictly co-op on Gears of War, or have you tried the multiplayer? Well, I didn't see the point in trying 4 multiplayer, because 5's out, like when I start playing 5, maybe I'll try the multiplayer, but it, it didn't seem probably, you know, probably a dead community. play the one that's, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. And I've been experimenting with the, the new uh, Steam feature, Remote Play Together. My, me and my uh, Gears of War buddy started playing Kane and Lynch Deadmen, because that's a game that only has split screen. Uh, so if you don't know, Steam Remote Play Together is this new feature on Steam where you invite someone to play whatever game you're playing with you and they'll kind of remote into your computer and play with you so if it's a, a, a local multiplayer game they can play with you even without and the game it's, yeah the, w without the game because they're connecting to you to they're remoting into your pc so they don't have to own it at all so it's really cool I've, we've tried it with two different games uh we've played hive jump a little bit and that worked really well and then I wanted to try something, you know, more 3D because I figured that'll probably like a bit more. And it was apparently really playable. I was streaming it just uh, just now. Kane and Lynch, Deadman. Yeah, we're having a really good time with that. That's actually kind of incredible that Steam Remote Play just works across the board on all your Steam games that have local co-op. I yeah. mean, like that kind of frees up the developer to just make the game and just incorporate local co-op. They don't have to worry about netcode. There will be limits. Yeah. There will be limits because you can only have one person on the keyboard and mouse because as far as your computer is concerned, it's the same keyboard and mouse. So one of you has to be on a controller. So, right. you know, if it's a first person shooter and everyone wants to be using mouse and keyboard, then then it's not going to work. But, you know, for, for this game, I was happy to use a controller while um, my friend played with mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. It does feel a bit weird because when we played uh, Hive Jump, it was the same thing. I was using my controller while he was using mouse and keyboard. And when you're playing a 2D scroller, you know, where you can aim with the mouse... Normally, you don't see the mouse for the for the other player connecting to your game. You'll you'll just see where they're aiming. Right. So so seeing someone control my mouse on my screen just felt weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit odd. But no, it, it works incredibly well. Uh, apparently, he he did not complain about lag at all. Now, what do you think about the game? Uh, Ken and Lynch. Well, I, I knew it was a shit game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one of those games that the the shooting doesn't feel great. The characters are very unlikable. But just because you're playing it in co-op, it's automatically better. Yeah, that uh, that chase sequence uh, during your stream was oddly quiet. 
for a chase sequence. Yeah, like, there's no tire screeching, there's no car crash sound effects, it was so weird. But yeah, that's my point. Like, it, it's, it didn't review well when it first came out, and it was like PS3 era, if anyone was wondering. Yeah. And I can see why. It's it's not a I couldn't I wouldn't call it a good game, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't having a very good time playing it. So it's just it's an okay co-op game that I recommend if you want an okay co-op game. <laughs> Fair enough. I have no idea what that game is. I've never played it. Fair enough. Well, it's like you're this guy who got broken out of prison, and he's not a nice person, and you have to like the guys who broke you out. You have to get something for them. You can't get it, so they kill your wife. And then you go on a revenge spree, and that's pretty much it. And you're basically a bit of an uh, anti-hero, right? It's just... Not even. You're just an asshole. <laughs> Massive asshole. The asshole hero. There's nothing redeeming about that guy. He's not a hero. He's a dick. <laughs> but he's a dick that kills yeah. bad guys. I mean, for most of the game, you're shooting cops, to be fair. Corrupt cops. Mm, A-cab. All cops are bad. Totally. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to the first... Did we just encourage first... police violence? Nah, it's VG games. Uh, well, we've encouraged worse things on this podcast before, it's fine. <laughs> Did we? Well, oh, I don't know, one of your first games you described as being in an abusive relationship in great detail. Yikes. Well, no, that, was, that wasn't an encouragement. I was saying you should go be in an abusive relationship. I was saying this game is abusive to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, shall we start? Let's with I say with Jake's game. I want to get that out of the way. Jake. Oh wow, that's not a good what game. game. Wow, so dismissive. Did you <laughs> pick for your book club? I like the way you paused in between each word there. You see, I'm going to edit this now so that I spoke really naturally and you just went weird for no reason. Yeah, just speed up the playback. That's fine. <laughs> then that means my laughing is going to sound really weird. If you mm. just speed that up. It's going to be like chipmunk yeah. laughing. No, we'll keep the same pitch. Yeah, but when you speed things up, the pitch tends to sound higher anyway. I'll, I'll force the pitch down. Ah, I don't think we should leave the editing to you anymore. Jake, talk <laughs> about part, part of that PPDD. So, the game. So, that one. Uh, yeah, the game that I picked is called PPDD. That's we don't know what the DD stands for, but the PP stands for Parry Party. Basically, it's a 2D game, very retro style, very pixelated graphics. All you do is you're you pick a guy or a girl, and you have a guy in front of you. He attacks you. You have to dodge, and then you will he will leave himself open to a counter attack. Doesn't explain much. The way it works is the character you're fighting will sort of, what's the word, he'll signal that he's about to attack and a little light will appear either up, middle or down. It'll flash twice and then in the same rhythm he'll attack on the third when it would have flashed the third time. If you do press the dodge button at the right time, it'll give you a moment to attack, basically. If you get a good enough combo going, then you can do a finisher attack, which will take like six health down instead of the one that each attack will take. The game itself, it's it's very like simplistic in that it's it's just a fighting game and it just follows that routine throughout every stage. Mainly it gets more difficult because the backgrounds and such will change so it makes it harder to tell the flashing uh, as well as the enemies mm -hmm. will get faster and such as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, and, and actually eventually enemies even start dodging your punches if you don't do them quick enough as well. So that makes it... I think at some point they'll start dodging them at random even if you are quick enough. Yeah. 
fair enough. I, I, I didn't really notice it if it was at random, except for the boss. The boss was a fucking annoying asshole, but anyway. Oh, you mean the one that dodged every attack until you uh, you got your power finisher? Yeah. That's not a boss. Like, after that one, there's just more enemies that do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but I kind of count him as a boss because he had, like, loads of health and stuff as well. Fair enough. Biggest thing that annoyed me about this game was the sound. Oh my god, the sound. <laughs> I fucking hate that. The crowd when you get hit, that... Ah! Yeah. That was the worst part. And whenever you hit someone, the clapping, yay, you know. That, I think, was, like, the one thing that the game could have done without. I really like the animation, though. And, like, well, I like lots of kung fu stuff. And I picked a fighting game because, like, my first podcast game was a fighting game. So I thought, ooh, let's go back to that. And I like fighting games. Uh, I I quite enjoyed the timing and rhythm-basedness of it itself. Yeah, so... I actually have a note here saying it feels like it could have made a really good rhythm game. Why didn't they do that? Mm. Put some music to it. Have the flashes uh, and when they eventually hit you be to the music. This game would have been so much better. Yeah, it felt very uh, unfinished. Yes. My other note is honestly it's a good fighting system but the game feels like a prototype for the combat system where they forgot to carry on making the rest of the game. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can agree with that. Because it is, it did get like quite boring halfway through because it is a lot the same. I did find that putting my own music on and blocking out the noises of the game made it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So when I started playing it, um, I didn't actually watch that intro that tells you how to play the game. So the first time I was getting my face punched in and got very confused and frustrated when I eventually decided to restart the game and figure out how to play it. When I got in the zone, I, I did actually enjoy the game. I, I, but I thought as well, it felt really good when you just dodge after dodge after dodge, and it's beating the crap yeah. out of people, and, you know, smashing their faces in. It was great. Yeah, when you get in the zone, when you get into a good rhythm, it is really fun, but it's there's just nothing to it beyond that. It, it's the same thing, and once I had, like, a really good play session, I, I got very far, and then I never felt the need to play it again. Mm-hmm. Did you finish the game? Uh, no, I I got to a point where it was those enemies that dodge every attack until you do the power attack. Uh, and it was there was like four of them in a row or so. And I was like, okay, if this is the rest of the game, maybe I have seen enough of it. Yeah, the game because of course if you fuck up once, then you have then it resets your combo. Your combo, right? Yeah, it's it's actually a fairly short game. There were only uh, seven stages. I, I spent about maybe forty minutes tops. To get to the end, Counted and them? like, <laughs> and I mean, well, you know, Steam will monitor your time and tell you how much you've been playing a game. But I mean, yeah. it's it was a uh, super super short, and like like you said, the it doesn't really change from stage to stage. They yeah, they add a, a couple of small things, like the ability for the enemies to dodge. But I mean, it's the stuff that you're doing in the first stage is the stuff you're going to be doing in the seventh stage. So there's really I, no yeah. no variety to kind of keep things interesting. I find like most. Pretty much any fighting game, you expect them to be short, unless they've got like a story mode like Mortal Kombat does, which is like seven hours. But you know, most of the time, fighting games are just go through the campaign. But then, yeah, I agree with you in that substance-wise, it was more like, oh look, here's a pretty scenario, a pretty arena for you to walk around and beat people up in, in the same well, way. So, so I would agree with you to an extent. But like the one game that popped in mind when I was playing this was a uh, One Finger Death Punch, and I was like, these games kind of belong in that same genre. And One Finger Death Punch has I uh, just content in spades. I mean, 
you could spend several yeah, I was hours say, on that game. On, on the, the main difference is that one finger death punch is actually really fucking good. Yes, I agree with that too. But I mean, you know, they, they ramp you up, they start you off with white enemies where it's just like yeah. a single punch and you have the ones that require combos and it's just, it's a gradual building up of all these different mechanics and it keeps you mm-hmm. going forward. Whereas uh, PPDD just had really just dodging. Just, and just as a yeah, side... In fact, it, it's... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Karen. Uh, just as a side note, <laughs> level three can go fuck itself. God, that rain was so annoying. Yeah, the rain. No. Like, oh, I yeah. could hardly see the visual, you know, cue to dodge. And that was, like, probably yeah. the hardest stage of them all. Everything else was not so bad. I thought the Fair fog enough. was annoying more than anything. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, I, I thought the level, the black level, that sounds racist. I mean, the dark level. Still sounds racist. <laughs> was really easy like i was thinking oh okay it's all dark this is going to be difficult but nope actually that made it easier to spot yeah it doesn't actually change the gameplay in any any meaningful way it wasn't even like darker (laughs) cues to see so it was just like oh okay so the cue is actually brighter because it's on a dark background there's less noise on the screen Mm -hmm. did i just say background oh jake Uh, what I was going to say when we started interrupting each other was it's funny that you bring up One Figure Death Punch because it's like the opposite where the combat in One Figure Death Punch is much simpler in that game. There's there's even less to it, but there's so much more to the game as a whole. Whereas this one, the combat system is actually a bit more complex than One Figure Death Punch, but that's all it they is. forget. They forgot to build the rest of the game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, PPDD, with, it requires like instant reflexes right you see the indication you have to dodge it versus in one finger death punch you're kind of pre-planning your moves you're like okay i'm gonna you know left left twice then right left right and you're you're buffering all your moves basically yes and no because there is that rhythm aspect of flash flash hit so you still have to you don't have as much time to prepare but you do have to watch your enemy and if you're not fast i mean my action times are not great but i still got quite good at the game because you learn to to get in rhythm with them i mean sometimes they can be really cheap and just go flash flash hit yeah and those ones are just like, wait, what? Or And especially annoying when it's the ones that, that you have to do the full combo to hit them. Because you'll, you'll do like three and then flash hit and then you, you just think, well, okay, reset my combo. That wasn't fair. Uh, I, I found with that one, especially then I really got into the rhythm because it'd be like flash, flash, dodge, flash, flash, dodge, flash, dodge, 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 punch, you know, kind of. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Eventually it would have... I found at the beginning it just it was a li- little bit more boring because it was a lot slower. Like there was m- a lot more of a gap between the hits, and then at the end, at least it felt yeah. more like okay, let's get this over quickly. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah, the slow flashes yeah. were the ones that messed me up the most because I I couldn't wait long enough. I would just pre-dodge it and I would just take a hit every time. <laughs> I was so amped and so ready. Yeah, I have noticed that happen as well. Yeah, it's because you need patience. Pat- I have none. I <laughs> patience, grasshopper. <laughs> I used Padawan. It's precisely the reason why I don't play stealth games either. I just, I just don't have the patience. Ah, uh, stealth games are the best. Ugh. So I like stealth games that let you murder everyone when you inevitably fuck up the stealth. Those I like. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's good when we've 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 diverged. But anyway, yeah, it's good when the stealth game doesn't completely destroy you for messing up, like a lot of old stealth games. Yeah. You know, like the new Metal Gear Solid, or new, it's old now because it's five, stealthy, but then if you uh, mess up... I like that, how you said, the... oh, we've diverged, and then you've continued to lean into that divergence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you started it, I continued it. Mm. Okay, so PPDD, there's two characters, I started as the man, no, as the woman, couldn't figure out what I was doing, and then when I finally figured it out, I was playing as the man. I don't know if there's much of a difference, I'm guessing from gameplay there isn't, but they probably have a different... They've, they've got different finisher. combat styles, and if you're playing as the woman, there's a couple of panty shots, and that's it. 
Oh, of course. Oh, well, I need to go is. back and play it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can find screenshots. Well, actually, oh, on an the interesting Steam point. page, there is one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> an interesting point that we should make is this is probably the first game that we've reviewed here that is so fucking obscure. There are zero reviews. There are zero discussion topics. There, This game does not exist on the internet. Nobody knows about it. It actually worried me a little bit when you picked this game because I was like, am I picking something that's too popular? Mine has 50 reviews. Do I need to go like to the bottom <laughs> of the bottom? And like, you know. <laughs> no, Jake's gone extra hard on the uh, obscurity well, here. The, okay, so the reason I picked it was because, like I said at the beginning, I, I was searching for fighting games and I was trying to find anything and amazingly on Steam, when you search indie, you have to wade through a lot of porn, even if you're looking for indie fighting games. Somehow, yeah. there's a lot of porn. But, going through all of that, I opened up a few of them and I saw this one and looking at the watching the trailer and reading the instruction I thought, oh that looks interesting because you know it's all about timing it's like like a few months ago i spoke about one shot one hit oh yeah that one one shot was such a good yeah game. exactly and it one strike. one strike that one and it sounded similar you know you have to dodge and kill yeah i can it. see why you'd say so that. i thought okay i'll try to get this and i'll see what it's like sadly i am disappointed in the actual gameplay in that like you guys have said there isn't enough substance it's it was amusing to have music on play while i'm waiting for something else to happen but that probably will uninstall it after this podcast funny thing is all they had to do is make it a rhythm game if they put the fighting to music they wouldn't have to do much else i mean they'd have to do do enough to map the fighting to music but it could be the exact same game but the combat is mapped to music it wouldn't be a great rhythm game because there's way better way way deeper rhythm games but that would automatically have made it way better. You yeah, know what would have a little light on content. You know what would have made it way better? The mm. non-constant. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the crowd are just fucking awful. Oh, right. And there are some levels where there's not even a crowd in there. Mm. Like what the hell? Like the one where it's the seaside or or the marina or whatever. Where's the crowd there? I mean, maybe it was a Monday. They had to work. Yeah, but but then who's? Uh, <laughs> maybe the crowd are behind the camera. Or it's a local fisherman. <laughs> just just one. <laughs> and his fish. Yep. Also, another point is the writing in this game's not great. The the shop page on Steam. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is an innovation fighting game that you apply the counterattack after avoiding the enemy's attack by the simple operation only with cross keys. Mm. Since the enemy's attack sign is expressed visually, you'll not receive unreasonable uh, damage and me. can avoid all attacks if you are an expert. It was visualize. <laughs> oh yeah, so it was. The moment you avoid the enemy attack, you enter the dodge counter moment, and can perform counter-attack. In addition, you can perform the combo attack named the martial blow, when the gauge is maxed. So just, you know, Giggity. combo attack is direction of enemy. Yeah, that was definitely yeah, a much. Google Translate description. Oh yeah, I got so confused, like, how to play the game at first. I thought the actual tutorial wasn't difficult to explain. Yeah, I just accidentally skipped it. The only thing I found confusing at first was the bottom flash and the middle flash. I thought the middle flash was the bottom flash. Yeah, but there's a big enough a big enough difference that once you start seeing enough of them, you can always tell which yeah, one's which. Yeah, no, in level two, like the first four, so the, the first enemy, the first four times, he kept doing the middle flash, and I kept thinking, why is it not dodging? Mm -hmm. And then eventually he did the bottom flash, and I thought, oh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, there, uh, sadly, 
there is not much to say about this game because there isn't really a story. I'm assuming story is just be the best. The very <laughs> right. best, like no one ever was. Yeah, and even the backgrounds don't make a whole lot of sense. Like you start out in what looks like a fighting ring and there's uh, there's a crowd and lots of, well, there's no crowd, it's black, but there's lots of flashlights, like people are taking pictures of you, so there's clearly a cloud in the, a crowd in the dark. And then you're in the streets, there's your marina sometimes, there's zombies at some point. Uh, yes, uh, the like, zombies. Yeah, I, I, what was the point of the no zombies? story. I, I was going to say, at least the combatants make sense throughout the, and then you fight zombies. Like, all of them, well, see, you've it, got the yeah. street fight, you've got boxers, you've got kung fu guys, you've got... And then you've got zombies. Yeah, I was waiting for pirates, an ice level, and a fire level. <laughs> Why not, yeah. Dragons. Dragons, yes. Okay. Punching dragons? I'd like to punch a dragon. Sure. You have to dodge it first, and then you get to punch it. Yeah, but then if you rip out its heart, you get eternal life i think is that I, how it works? I wasn't aware that's a feature in this game ripping out the heart I mean, that sounds legit sequel sure <laughs> okay all right well i think there's not much else to say jake if, if there's nothing else to say would you would you recommend this game well the blanket answer is gonna have to be a no sadly i want to say yes but because of the lack of content it, and the annoying sounds it kind of has to be a no the game itself if you had it on if it was like a mega sale and you were getting it cheap and you thought eh, why not something to pass time for 10 minutes maybe but like you know there's one finger death punch which will pass a lot more than 10 minutes yeah i have to go with a no and to be honest like five quid is you know 579 i don't know how much how it is in dollars it's it's cheap but i've pl- i've paid less for games with a lot more to them. Mm. Right. It's asking a lot for a game that could take you maybe, you know, an hour, two hours tops to finish. But if you think about it, <sighs> you could then that, technically so. buy it, beat it, and then return it and say, I didn't like it. Yeah, but that's, that's kind that's of a dick just being move. A dick. But, you know. Yeah. yeah, I hate being that guy that okay. says, oh, you know, if it's a $10 game, it should give you X hours of gameplay. But well, like, no, it, it One should... Finger Death Punch and PPDD are... I think the same price right now, and I would I would go for One Finger Death Punch any day. No, it, it should give you a certain level of enjoyment, and sadly, this falls short and yeah. doesn't quite hit its mark on that point. Yeah. Mm. So no. Right, Hefe, I could ask you the same question. I think I know what the answer is. Yeah, that would be a, a no. I'd, I'd play One Finger Death Punch instead. Yeah, I'm glad I tried it. It, it was an interesting curiosity, but no, not really. Like I said, even even at that price, I've paid less for more. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That about sums it up. Cool. So, let's go with my game. Uh, I'll leave Hefe's to last. So, my game was And All Would Cry Beware. Mm. And first of all, how fucking cool is that name? It's very epic. I saw that name. I had to check it out. And then I read the words First Person Metroidvania, and I was like, fucking hell, this game (laughs) really wants me to play it. So, as I mentioned... And All Would Cry Beware is a first-person Metroidvania. It's highly stylistic. It's got this kind of very limited color palette where the colors contrast You forgot something. very strongly. It's a 90s mm-hmm. style shooter, first-person shooter. Yeah, okay, they say that. I'm, I'm not sure how much I believe that because it, it doesn't... When I hear 90s style, I think Quake, I think Doom, you know, right. that kind of Running thing. Running gun. And yeah, I wouldn't call it that. Um, I'm not sure what I would call the combat in this game. It's uh, it's not bad, but it's just not good. 
standard. You know, like like you point at things, you shoot at them, and they die. It's it works. It works well, but it's not particularly strategic. It's not particularly bombastic. It just it is. I know that sounds really negative, but it, it it does work well. But like the guns are like you got pistols, you got shotgun, you got machine gun, and you got rocket launcher. Um, there's not something unique about the the combat really. The story starts with you in some sort of lab thing, and it's uh, you get a big wall of text that says you're being hunted down by some sort of kill squad and you just happened to hide in this lab and then you start playing and you find this big machine you activate it and it's a teleporter and you teleport to another world and you find all these logs about people who used this machine to get to this world before and you find out what happened to the crew on this world you never see them but you find all their logs across the world and it's a genuinely interesting story, I thought. I don't want to spoil it by telling you what happened, but it was a bunch of scientists and a bunch of security guards, and they went in expecting that it might be a one-way trip, and... It was. Dun-dun-dun. Things dun. went wrong. <laughs> yeah, and the logs tell you about them, and I feel like you do kind of get to know the people through the logs. The logs are just text, though, so there's a lot of reading text. If, if that's not the sort of thing you enjoy, then... I, I quite liked the story. I thought it was it was very interesting. I was very happy. Yeah, I, I was excited to find the log a, a collect, as a collectible and, and read up what happened. Yeah, the logs definitely reminded me of System Shock 2. How you were just picking up logs and kind of piecing together what happened as you're walking about. Yeah, so that's that was really good. The enemies are a bit weird in this game. They tend to just be geometric shapes, apart from bosses who then can be like a big gorilla or a giant snake head coming out of the water, that sort of thing. They tend to drop weapons, and weapons are how you progress. So I said this is a metroidvania, and you'll find these like doorways and stuff that have these weird d different colored membranes, or in some cases just rocks, and the different guns you find work against different membranes so the shotgun can destroy one of them but then there's one that regenerates too quickly so the machine gun can destroy that one there's a rocket launcher that can destroy uh, piles of rocks i said rocks rocket oh, yeah, launcher yeah. makes sense haha <laughs> very funny <laughs> And if I have to be honest, I'm a bit disappointed in how the progression works for this game. It's a bit too get-gun-shoot thing. There's there's like no movement power-ups or, or anything particularly exciting. You know, there's no, this thing's going to protect you from the lava, so now you get to swim in lava. You know, the stuff that makes exploring in Metroid super exciting. There's not really any of that here. That's not to say that the world itself isn't pretty, because the contrasting colors do create a very pretty world. And there's one moment, which I think is one moment of, of absolute brilliance, where you turn a corner, and for the first time you see the acid sea, and there's all these floating islands. And this was like the most fantastical moment of the game, where, where you go in and you see these islands that you cannot go, you cannot visit, but you know that at some point you're going to. And this was like the most Metroidvania the game's been. And you eventually find your way around, and you go, and there's just like all this weird architecture you can just see in the distance, and you, you know you're going to go there, and you will. And that was probably the strongest point in the game. But then most of it was just going through corridors and uh, interesting enough worlds, but it, you didn't get this moment like you do in Metroid, where you see a lava pit and a hook, and you think, oh, that's going to be a hook shot. I can't wait to get that. It's always just, oh, there's this door thing I have to shoot. I wonder what gun's going to do that. Yeah, particularly at the very beginning of the game, there was a uh, like a small, small puzzle where you had to shoot like an elevator um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, wire to knock down something. And I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be like a lot of like environment ma manipulation. But I mean, it was like a one and done thing. It never happened again. Yeah, it was always just shooting different membranes yeah. or rocks. <laughs> I say there's no 
moving abilities, but technically, if you get the rocket launcher, you can rocket jump, and it doesn't hurt you. It works strangely, but it does work, and I have gotten to some play. I have gotten some of the secrets. I think I kind of sequence broke and got secrets I shouldn't have by rocket jumping. I don't think the level design was balanced for rocket jumping, but it didn't break the game at all. Yeah, I was actually kind of impressed at how they took this. It seemed like one level and just managed to coil it in and out, in on itself, like multiple times. It was. Yeah, it was odd. Well, I mean, that's yeah. what makes a good Metroidvania, is having all these different interconnected parts. So, that was good. And you do often find yourself, you know, you feel like you've gone down this path, and you find yourself back at the beginning, because it's winded round and, and opened up a shortcut. So the, right. so the world, it's not huge, but it's so dense that it, it is quite satisfying to explore. Yeah, I really like the aesthetics of the game as well. It was just, it felt like a very alien world to me. Like I, I, yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, the level design and just the the graphics overall. See, I I didn't get very far in the game. Okay. I killed the gorilla, got the shotgun, and I don't know. I didn't like the bright colors. Kind of gave me a headache. Oh, that's a shame. Because hmm. I really do. Like I love the sky. The sky looks all weird and yeah, alien. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I said floating islands. By the way, I'm looking at screenshots now. It's actually more like pillars holding up bridges. Hmm. I, have to, I remembered that wrong for some reason. But it still looks like really strange architecture. Like it's, it's still like my favorite moment of turn corner and be like, ooh, I want to go there. And then at some point you go there. Yeah, anything with a space like sci-fi aesthetic to it, like mm-hmm. I'm automatically going to like. If you add retro graphics, yeah. a funky like 8-bit, 16-bit soundtrack, that's, that's right on my alley. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, have you guys got any opinions on this? Uh, I will say the main theme, like... Mm-hmm. Just about drove me to madness. I mean, maybe it's because I was just stuck in the beginning level for so long, but it just like looped over and over and over. And I was like, can it please just change into something else? I, li- I did find the music never got amazing. It never, it never got terrible, I don't think. But it was rarely, it's just for, it was forgettable. You know, it, it, it kind of fit the aesthetic fairly well because, you know, it's got these very limited colors. So it's got this kind of bleepy bloopy sound to it. But I don't know. I, I can't actually remember how it goes like at all. I'm trying to think about it now. Hmm. Well, the music itself, I know I got a little bit stuck before the gorilla boss thing. And yeah, I it did eventually start to grate on me. And then you get to the foresty area and then it changes like and I did feel like it sort of randomly changed, like, oh okay, music's different. Oh okay, I've just stepped off that kind of floor and music is back and it's like yeah. it, it didn't really flow when it changed so much. It was pretty abrupt. But yeah, but like, like I said, it was the colours kind of made me stop. It was it was a bit too bright and because of the sixteen bitness of it all, it yeah, you know, it just gave me a headache. That's a shame, because I, I do like the game overall. I'm a bit disappointed in it. It's As a Metroidvania, I kind of expected more, but that might just be me unfairly comparing it to, you know, Metroid Prime. So I fully recognize that's partly my fault, because it is... What is there is good. The enemies all just being geometric shapes that do make them a bit unexciting to fight, unfortunately. The weapons being so standard are disappointing. I mean, you do get some flamethrower orb thing at some point, but ultimately it's still just a flamethrower. You know, there's no magic, there's no real sci-fi weapons, it's just pistol, shotgun, machine gun, and you know, especially to have the progress be tied to these weapons, I wouldn't mind getting some sort of laser that ripped open a thing. (laughs) Yeah, there was also like a lack lack of feedback on some of the newer weapons. Like, I didn't get really a visceral feel when I was shooting a shotgun. It kind of just felt like a powered-up pistol. Like, Especially when it comes to the bosses, they they just kind of... 
took the hits. There wasn't much feedback that you were. I mean, they they flashed, but beyond that, you were just dodging their hits while while firing and firing and firing. There wasn't much satisfaction in in the shooting of bosses. Right. The, the bosses did um, seem a bit. At least the two bosses I fought did seem a bit dull. Like the first boss, I completely don't remember it at all. Like it was just that. Yeah. Uh, is it a turtle, I think? A robot. No, no. The first boss was the robot, yeah, the mech. Uh, and then the second one being the gorilla, yeah, just jumping around him and shooting him, and then he died eventually. The mechs do tend to be very one-trick pony-ish. Uh, mechs, you know, the, the gorilla, yeah, sorry, the bosses. Um, I think the most interesting boss that I can think of would be the sea serpent, because it had different attacks that you, I mean, you, you still either just moved to the right or left, or you jumped over a thing. But there was more animations to his attacks, I thought, and it was quite fun. I think, I think he's the one that gives you the machine gun or the rocket launcher. Yeah, a bit more mechanics to him. But yeah, that's... I'm not sure what else to say about the game. It's it's a pretty... It's an okay 3D Metroidvania, and there's not enough of those out there. I mean, there's a lot of games that have Metroidvania elements to them. Like nowadays, anything that's a Dark Souls clone feels a lot like a Metroidvania. A lot of horror games feel like Metroidvanias, you know, the Resident Evil, that sort of thing. But there aren't any pure 3d metroidvanias like there's there's a lot of 2d ones nowadays so i'm glad that there was an attempt at it and overall i enjoyed it but there is a lot of room for improvement yeah i definitely had fun i actually played it through to to the end there's actually uh, a secret boss and two different endings depending on the choices you make but i enjoyed it i thought it was good it's quirky Mm. enough just offbeat enough that uh yeah wait choices you make like different paths you take or uh choice you make at the final uh Ah, at the ending yeah there is a choice there. Uh, I didn't actually beat it. I Judging by the achievements, there's only like two bosses left for me to beat. But So is it just like a binary, do this or do that? Or is it something that's related to how you played the game? It's related to just the choice you make at the final end. Like what you do previous to that doesn't really matter. It's just a choice of Kill him the or person you talk to at the end. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's fair enough. I'm surprised you didn't beat it if you enjoyed it. It's just, well, like I said uh, before we started recording... Um, I've been having difficulty finding the time. It's definitely the one I put the most time in from the games I've played uh, for the podcast. Uh, that's not a good sign for the next game, then. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad because I played through all three of them. Uh, that's a good thing. No, good for good for uh, you. Apparently, that, that I'm just you've done the most work. Apparently, I'm just a masochist. Uh, or well, normally it's me who mm. plays the most of the game, so it's good to be out outdone. See, but mm, let's not spoil the next I've... game. But there's reasons I didn't finish it. I, I was going to say the reason I didn't play them all will be explained in the next game as well (laughs) oh man okay i don't know what else to say yes i would recommend it don't set your expectations too high not because it's not a good game it's just that there's not enough metroidvanias out there like 3d metroidvanias the only ones you can compare it to are basically metroid prime and those set the bar too high so i think that's why i'm a little bit disappointed you know there's there is no mediocre 3d metroidvania there's there's the best and then there's just this honestly uh, unless you guys can think of one well yeah i've, I've got nothing i i was everything's 2d uh 3d metroidvanias i don't really know because i don't play a lot of metroidvania well yeah exactly i mean the, you know if, if and whoever's listening to this feel free to comment uh whether it's the youtube video or the soundcloud or wherever just like can you think of any 3d metroidvanias and i don't mean games that have some metroidvania elements to them because then you can go with like i said all the dark souls clones or even uh games like prey or system shock because they've got a lot of similarities as well but proper pure metroidvanias like i mean how do you even define a 3d metroidvania well actually wouldn't the new prey kind of be metroidvania because that does have a lot of going back and forth and stuff you gain new abilities new skills (laughs) It sort of does. I've seen it called that, but it's still more of an immersive sim than a Metroidvania. 
Anywho. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, was going to say, the logs themselves, some of them are quite wordy, so yes. if you don't like reading things... <laughs> yeah, you have to want to be to care. I mean, th th the good thing is, you don't have to read them. If you just want to play the shooty, explorey game, you could do that. But if you wanted to care about the story, then yes, there's a lot to read. But I found myself getting very intrigued and involved with the story. I really wanted to know what happened to these people. Yeah, I did write down on one of my notes too much text. But then I started like keeping track of all the different names that they were uh, talking about. Like Tim, I was like, oh, Tim lost it. Frank's dead. You know, Rebecca ate the fruit. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, let me try to make sense of what's going on here. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca doesn't eat the fruit? No, I meant the line before that, Frank's dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're probably all dead. I mean, I haven't beat the game yet, but they're probably all dead. <laughs> but... Hefe did say earlier, the last choice depends on who you talk to. That could mean that two of them are alive. No, no, you talk to one person, but there is a choice. Yeah, but he also, but actually the words he used was depends on who you talk to. That's his exact wording. So it's the person that you talk to at the very end. You have a choice there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I may have misspoke. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So, Jake, would you recommend it? Uh, well, shouldn't I ask you first? You picked it. So, Luke, would you recommend Didn't it? Didn't I just say I would? I thought I did. I would recommend it, well, yes. Well, nobody asked you the question, though. <laughs> I asked myself the question. Ah, uh, well, you didn't actually. But anyway, okay. Uh, as for me, uh, I don't think so. I didn't enjoy it too much. I mean, I would find it difficult to, to believe you would recommend it after you were just like, no, nope, colors gave me a headache. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. But fair enough. And Hefe, uh, same question for you. You're uh, tiebreaker. The soundtrack was funky enough. The graphics were retro. It was, you know, it was in space. I like space, of course. <laughs> I thought the yeah, level design sweet. was fairly good. I usually get lost whenever I backtrack among levels, and I don't remember ever getting lost during that game. So, yeah, That's I'd the thing I don't it. think we really mentioned, but uh, there is a nice distinction between the areas in this game. You know, you've got the outside mountainy area, and then you go to the For the acid sea. Forest area. And that looks very different. The forest mm -hmm. looks very different. The caves look very different. So you kind of have this idea just based on the colors of where you are, where you are. So, you know, if you've gone down a, a really windy path and you've come out in a forest, then you kind of know you're in, oh, that small forest area. So you, you get this idea of, of this mental picture of the map. Right. And the music being different in each area does also help. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. If they had the same main theme throughout the entire game, I would have probably quit or gone mad. Well, or just muted the music. Hmm. Okay, so that leaves us with Hefe's game. Hefe, what game did you pick? So, <laughs> a little context here. I had just finished Lisa, so I was like pretty emotionally traumatized and I'm feeling very melancholy. So I was like, all right, let me look up an indie game under a tag emotional. <laughs> so, so I came up with Rage and Peace and another game called That Dragon Cancer. And I was like, oh, God. yeah, and I was like, do I really want to play a game about cancer? Do I really want to make other people play a game about cancer? I, I don't like, think people want to listen to the three of us just crying. Exactly. Over I was like, I'm an adult. I have stuff to do. I don't have time to cry. So I was like, let's go with Rage and Peace. That seems a little bit more uh, feasible. But like the basic. Yeah. So it's a game that I'm, I, I want to play, but I haven't worked up the courage to do so. And this was years ago. I've still not worked out the courage to play it because I just know I'm going to be a bowling mess the entire time. Yeah, it just seems like a very, very emotionally heavy, emotionally draining game. And it's like a game I want to play, but it's something I will play offline when I'm in the mood <laughs> to cry. Yeah, with a box of tissues. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, yeah, so I chose uh, Rage and Peace because it had like a pretty good storyline that seemed interesting to me. So the mm -hmm. whole good background behind this game is Timmy, 
works in an office, hates his life, and kind of goes through the day in a in a bit of a fog. He has kind of just this sense of shame and guilt. He's like emotionally numb. You're just really not sure why. So one day he gets a visit from the Grim Reaper, and the Grim Reaper says he will die today. And at some point you find out that uh, Timmy, uh, his one dream of dying was to die in a warm bed in his pajamas, just kind of free from like the stress uh, and guilt, you know, from just everyday life. So like the theme Rage and Peace had was really, uh, what would you do if it was your last day to live? And, you know, kind of along the lines of what is the meaning of life? So in that sense, I was pretty interested in the story. The character, I had, you know, some empathy towards the character who hasn't been Timmy at some point working, you know, a dead end job, you know, feeling the kind of that pressure of life. So, you know, I really, I really, yeah, today's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the character Timmy and the graphics for me were like really stylized, really unique. It wasn't, you know, very cookie cutter at all. The soundtrack, you know, at the risk of sounding like a hipster, I loved the indie rock soundtrack. It had, uh, you know, yeah. this very like emotional weight to it. I think it complemented the game perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I was emotionally invested in Timmy. Like, I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to know like why he became the way he became. And you kind of find out. I don't really want to spoil it because I don't know how far you guys have gotten, but you find out through different scut- cutscenes through each act, you know, why he is the way he is, you know, what experiences he had to bring him to this point in his life. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the basic gist was like, everything's not going to be okay. Things don't always work out. You know, how do you persevere? How do you uh, push through it? And, you know, in that sense, I was kind of rooting for Timmy. I wanted to see, you know, how he would evolve. And the ending is pretty traumatizing <laughs> i would say oh no is it he doesn't yeah, make I, it I, to his bed i won't spoil it but i'm just saying it, it hits you in the feelings hardcore hmm. another game that i would possibly compare it to as far as like emotional weight would be uh brothers a tale of two sons really yeah it was just wow it was i mean it was it was a very good story see i love the story it doesn't give me that vibe like at all brothers hmm. when you play that you can tell okay this is gonna be an emotional game Mm-hmm. If you look at screenshots, you look at trailer, you look at this game, nothing. Even just the way the Grim Reaper keeps laughing and it's written so weird, like hoo hoo hoo, and mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, it's such an irri- it's such an irritating laugh. It's just fucking text, mm-hmm. but like it's such a, a wacky game. I I was not expecting that, and I I didn't make it very far. I'm gonna be honest. I made it to the second world, Egypt, and mm. yeah, it. I don't like rage games. I don't like trial and error. I don't like trial and error based rage games that deliberately try to fuck you over. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't like I want to be the guy. This is I want to be the guy, but prettier. I I was going to say, when I saw this game and I booted it up, my first thought was, my God, Luke's going to hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really um, like a tale of two games for me. Like, I really enjoyed the storyline. I really enjoyed, like, you know, the memento, some of the text of the mementos that kind of filled you in on the gaps on, you know, what Timmy's up to, what he's thinking about. But, like, for a game that wants to have emotional impact and have you, like, emotionally invested in this game, the gameplay is just so fucking bad. Like, it's just, it's terrible. Like, it's it's effectively, like, I thought I was going to play a game that was, like, Super Meat Boy, where it was, like, twitch reflexes, you could kind of, you know, navigate your way, but it's really just a glorified version of Simon Says. You're really just memorizing where traps are at. And I feel like yeah, if you... T- and it deliberately tries to fuck you over. You know, right. you can't learn how to play the game. There'll be... 
uh, a puddle. You step on the puddle, you die. Like, oh, okay, fine. So you jump over that puddle. There's a second puddle. You jump over that, and a fucking mace comes out of the ground and splatters you out of the ceiling. It's like, oh, okay, this is the kind of game. Like, that set the tone straight. I was like, okay, fuck you. This is what the game's going to be, is it? Yeah, and it it just gets worse. Like, I felt like I was just being actively trolled, like, through some of the latter stages. Like, I would see a checkpoint in the distance. I'm like, okay, well, is something going to pop out of the ground or swing from the ceiling? Like, which one is it going to be forcing me to start this section all over again? Yeah. So it's just maddening. Yeah, there was was one point in the office. I think it was when you have the cutscene with the zombie, you jump over a couple of things and there are people on chairs and I thought oh okay I'm dodging these really well nice okay okay and then suddenly that giant brick comes and you're dead and it's like well that came out of nowhere what the fuck right that's pretty much the whole game that came out of nowhere what the fuck and like never changes so the level where where you're falling was really irritating because at some point you're so close to the bottom of the screen that you can't see what's coming up Mm -hmm. oh yeah I died a few times there as well a few well, I mean, I've died a few times everywhere. Many times, in fact. But no. So I, I'm very with you on that, FA, in that thematically, I really like the idea of the game. I love I love the concept of you're going to die, and he's just resigned to it. He doesn't care. He just cares how that he die. He's got some control of, of where and how he dies. And I like the idea that the Reaper just kind of takes pity on him, like, well says here that you have to die today and you're gonna get decapitated but it doesn't say how or what time so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you let you get go home you know but of course powers that be want to kill him it's like the story is really cool and like you said the mementos the, the looks into his life what made him that way i like the sound of that yeah it, i fucking hate the gameplay yes yeah oh my god i hate that kind of game so and bad it's yeah. such a big hurdle to get through to get to that point like the the part the part that i stopped at was so wait wait hefe you beat this game then i i did beat the game you tortured yourself and suffered I, through I, all I, those i tests? suffered through i suffered through i wish you recorded it i would have <laughs> i would watch that well he but i'm not gonna he can stream it, it next time oh hell no it's like well, i'm one and done that's it moving on well, <laughs> see yeah. the, the part i got stuck was in the egyptian level there was the part where there's like a funnel bit you jump over and a spike yeah. ball comes up and then you think, oh, okay, I can go down. You jump down again, another spike ball comes up and it's like, oh, okay, fine. And then there's a saw at the bottom. And then there's a saw at the bottom. Yeah, and I did that. After bit. you jump over that saw, you step a couple of paces and the saw comes back and kills you. And it's like, try and be fast. You get up there and then something up there kills you. And it's like... Yeah, I mean, that's the whole game. So I quit soon after the that. The timing with the jumps was sort of what did it because it's like, I knew what I had to do. I knew it, but then... Fucking the jumps felt so annoying that I just, I just, you know, fuck this game. Done, done, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got to a bit later on, not much further on, where these platforms would appear out of the wall. And you had to remember which order they came out in. Because obviously you couldn't wait for one to come out and then jump. You had to be in the air when they swapped so you could right. land on the next one. And there was a lot of them. So it went on for a while and I just didn't want to like I, I could not remember I could remember the first five steps or something and then by the time I, I, I internalized the sixth and seventh step I've forgotten the first and second so right. I it just I was just like no nah, I, I can tell this is this is the rest of the game I I don't want to play this like I this isn't the first game like this that I've played I I, I mentioned I want to be the guide does either of you know that yeah game? I've heard of I've it. played it okay it's it's exactly this it's just and it looks a bit shit but it's exactly this and I hate that game. And it's a game that, that is really popular. And I had a lot of friends say you should play it. And I've seen lots of YouTube videos on it. But it 
it's it's not good game design. It's it's trial and error, and it's it's like a fuck you from the devs. It's great YouTube bait. It's great Twitch bait, but it's a shit game. And this, I right. feel, is the same. Yeah, it's not really like I feel like it's not possible to get good at Rage and Peace. Yeah, you like, can all just you're doing it. is memorizing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could have easily just put you know four colors on the screen and then have you repeat a pattern, and that's basically what the gameplay is. Which is funny because I actually really like memory games like that. But, you know, those aren't rage-inducing. Right, right. And I guess I should have, you know, should not be surprised. I mean, it's called Rage in Peace, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the gameplay would be rage-inducing. But uh, I feel like if you took the story out, would this game still be good? And I would just say absolutely not. Like, the story is the only thing that kept me going. I could care less about the gameplay. And it. let me just say, it only gets worse. It gets worse. There is a battle... There is a Battletoads level. Act 4, I wrote down Battletoads. There is a Battletoads level. And it is just maddening. Straight madness. Are you sure you don't want to stream this and play it again? I am absolutely certain. I'll watch one of you guys, though. I might for the lulls, but um, I I won't finish (laughs) it. You'll hear us swearing. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. And again, they didn't really... Kind of like with PPDD, they they introduced a double jump near the very beginning of the game. And that was that was just pretty much it. There were really no new mechanics. You were, you know, there were a couple of levels where you're flying around and had to dodge, you know, a la Battletoad style. But for the most part, you had your double jump, and you just had to blunder through this level until you got to a boss, and you had to blunder through that boss. I did like yeah. the first boss. It was. Amusing. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, but you know, similarly, the boss, it was just okay. Count his steps and then dodge. Count his steps and then dodge. And there yep. was there was no pattern to him. It was just count the steps. It wasn't like every fifth step he attacked. It was just so I had to memorize it. Yeah, it's not like you could beat him, uh, beat one stage and then beat the next stage because you figured out what to do. It's the first time right. it was like three stomps, for example. The second time it was five, and then it was one or so- something like it that. It was seven three. Yeah, just like watch him. <laughs> yeah, right. There's yeah, there's no chance that you will actually beat a boss on the first try. Like I mean, the there's... the first couple of tries, you're really just learning. Yeah. There's... Versus like uh, a game that has actual difficulty, like say, like Dark Souls. Yes, the bosses are really tough, and you are learning patterns. But there's a chance you could learn the pattern in the middle of the boss yeah. fight and actually persevere through. With Rage and Peace, you're just dying. But it's not just the bosses. Like that's the whole game. There's no way you you can unless you got lucky. There's no way you can knowingly avoid the next trap because it's vindictive level design it's right you are going to learn to do this so we are going to kill you when you do exactly that and then you think we're gonna for example when there's like two puddles and then there's a spike in between the two puddles it's and spikes on the second puddle and spikes on the second puddle right probably a fucking spike ball above that you know? Well, there is an audience for this game. There definitely is. Because if you look at games like I Want to Be the Guy, I Want to Be the Boshi, Super Mario, Lost Levels, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, I'm sure that uh, Mario Maker's got fuckloads of levels that are exactly like this game. It's just someone out there is going to happily go through it and, and learn it and then look amazing. There's going to be YouTubers and Twitch streamers who are going to play it and get angry. And, you know, good for them. I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, trying to imply that, that they're bad for for doing the whole rage thing that's funny genuinely but as a game for the average joe it's it's horrible yeah yeah i did not have fun while playing the game like the the fun i had was after i got through the level and got to see the cutscenes and kind of like read through the storyline but uh this game like seems more suited towards uh maybe like speed runners because i i checked out the achievements after i beat the game and there's achievements for getting through each of the acts with zero deaths and i'm like this is that's not me i don't have yeah. time for that 
like I said, I can I can think so many steps ahead, uh, and then I start forgetting the early steps. So, and that did happen a lot, where I'll be in in a checkpoint, and then I'll try to internalize the last three traps, but then I'll forget the second or third. And yeah, like God forbid you need to take a break, and then you come back the next day and you have to relearn it all over well, again. It's God just... forbid you have to remember six levels in a row to to you know beat the whole chapter without right. dying once. Like no fucking way it was uh yeah it was uh not uh not good gameplay story mode i i can get behind the story but they need to do something with the gameplay because it was just frustrating and not fun yeah, at I all. Th- you say they need to do something but it's exactly the kind of game they wanted to make like th- this is yeah. this is what they were aiming <laughs> the the first level i didn't die that many times like i only died like 20 something times but then when that's not bad actually when 20 something is I only died that many times. I didn't die that often. That tells you what this game is. <laughs> but then, yeah, I think I was up to thirty the, or forty. The second, the second act, that the most annoying part from as much as I did was that fucking elevator with the cutlery attacking you. Like, <laughs> mm. oh yeah, because there that. there was no cue when the first bit of cutlery was gonna appear. Like, I just sort of timed yeah. it. Okay, three seconds. One, two, three. Now jump, and then I finally dodge it. And then, yeah, okay, one step forward, two paces back, one step... It's like, ugh. Yeah. I yeah. won't lie, when you beat a section, it does feel good, like having being in the right pace at the right time for every trap. And it can look cool, but it's just not worth getting to that point. Yeah, I agree. I mean, brute force memorization is not a gameplay mechanic, in my opinion. It's not a good one, anyway, but some yeah, people but would disagree. For this type of game. For this type of game, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's about all I have on it. Yeah, fair enough. I you played the most of it, so I don't have much more to say. I don't, I don't know about you, Jake. How many? It is a pretty. How game. many acts are there? That. There are five. So, and Battletoads is the fourth one. So, how bad fourth is one. the fifth yep. one then? The fifth one is not terrible. I can't remember if it's Act Four, or Act Five, where Timmy goes into a rage and uh, he's just constantly moving. So it adds that gameplay mechanic to it where you can't actually stop moving and you still have to dodge these uh so it becomes an endless runner endless runner yep nice but uh yeah act three had a boss named birdman that's terrible just terrible (laughs) like eight platforms and he would fly in certain patterns and you had to memorize all the patterns it was just it was just a very it was just a grind fest at that point you're very dedicated i'm i feel like if you weren't here and it was ebba instead None of us would have beaten this game. None of us would. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm on the one hand, like I'm impressed and in awe that you've managed to beat it. On the other, that's the fucking punishment you get for making me play this game. <laughs> Fuck you, Hefe. Hey, hey, we could play the game about cancer. <laughs> to be honest, that probably would have been uh, less painful. I mean, like I Maybe. said, we'd all just be sitting here crying at each other. Unless one of us yeah. is heartless and just laughing the whole time. Okay, so Jake wouldn't be crying, <laughs> but the other two would. Right. And Jake would probably be making fun of the exactly. Criers. You babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll straight up ask the question. Hefe, could, uh, would you recommend this game? I don't like the gameplay, but I really like the story. So I would probably, I would recommend it just based on the story alone. But yeah, I, I can't, I can't really vouch for the, the rage-inducing gameplay. Okay, it's just such a pretty game. It's just such a pretty game. Such a pretty game, and the story is just so. I don't know. I feel like it's just a really good story. I am going to have to like look it up on YouTube or something, because I'm not playing it, but I, I'm very intrigued by the story now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch a Let's Play <laughs> Yeah, instead of actually playing the game. Six hours in. Oh, he's only beaten Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jake, would you recommend this game? So, this game, I hated it with a passion, 
but it's also the game I played the most amongst all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly because I kept wanting to get further, and I didn't make it very far. That's really bad. I would actually recommend it if it's your niche market, but you have to understand that you're going to die fuckloads. You're going to be very annoyed. And if it's not the kind, if you don't like those kind of games, which are like we've said multiple times, basically remember the shit that's gonna happen, kind of games, then don't get it. Definitely don't get it. And keep in mind, there's also a goldfish mode that gives you more checkpoints. So if you just want to enjoy the story, that might make it. There's a what mode? Much easier. Goldfish mode, where basically they introduce more checkpoints during the level, so there's less uh, chance I... of you had to having to start a section. I have missed good. out. Yeah, I missed that. Hmm. Fair enough. Someone want to ask me the question, or should I just answer? Oh, look, would you recommend it? Uh, <laughs> short answer, and the official answer is fuck no. But I will have the caveat of if you like, I want to be the guy, I want to be the boshy, that kind of game. Then this is probably the prettiest one of those games you're ever gonna play, and it comes with the plus side of actually having a good story. But I don't think it's a good game uh, from a game design or or general gameplay perspective. I think it's absolute shit. Oh, one hmm. thing nobody has mentioned. Timmy has a marshmallow for a head. He does. I just thought I'd throw yeah. that out there. I mean, he also explained the red marks underneath his eyes oh, later is it on. Not tears Ooh, of blood. Mm. Ah, you see, you're almost tempting me to actually play the game, but then I realize how much I fucking hate it. Goldfish mode. Stream it. <sighs> stream it. Stream Please it. stream it. <laughs> I promise nothing. Stream. <laughs> We'll be there to hold your hand. And you'll have Hefe telling you all the hints and tips. Jump here, jump there, don't die. That's true. Well, oh, I've already ooh. forgotten. And, 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 we were just talking about the, um, what's it called mode uh, on Steam, the remote play together. Hefe can remote into my computer and uh, take ooh. over when I get my ass kicked too much. I'll be like, Hefe, you do this. <laughs> and then he'll realize that playing all the way from the US, it's going to be laggy and shit, and he's not going to be able to time anything. Oh, yeah. That'll be I was going to say, and then he'll realize that you just make him play the whole game and he's, it's actually him streaming it not you just on your account <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, Kane said he true. was going to the bathroom it's been like 30 minutes where is he no it'll be a case of luke won't actually say anything he'll just have you playing it and he'll be like oh god i dodged that amazing and you know just pretending he's playing it oh so he's just going to <laughs> exactly <mimic. laughs> oh, i might as well just oh. find a youtube video of someone beating the game in one go and just do that instead <laughs> that is true yeah but they will know it's fake <laughs> there are a surprising amount of videos on YouTube of people playing this game. It's not surprising like the... at all. This is the kind of game that is perfect YouTube bait. Yeah, well, I was thinking for a game that only had, I think at the time that I had uh, looked it up, maybe 50, 50 or less like reviews. I would have thought it would have been more under the radar. Ah, oh, fair enough. Okay, right. So I think we've said all we need to say about this game. So the two questions, I'll start with you, Hefe. Question one, mm. not necessarily your favorite game, but what of the three games would you not have played had it not been for this podcast that you're most happy you played? I probably would not have played PPDD. Yeah, I'm not typically a fighting game fan, or uh, I, I don't know, how would you describe PPDD? Uh, I guess a fighting fighting style game? Yeah, So, um, but would you also um, say last... that you're glad you played it? Oh, <laughs> 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 I don't know if I should go back to the argument of, hey, I paid, you know, five bucks for this game and I beat it in an hour. Does that qualify? <laughs> I will say I will say this though. I did enjoy the gameplay and I wanted I wanted more. So when it ended, I was like, well, where are the double attacks? Where are the attacks from both yeah. sides? Where are more bosses? I want new abilities, better music, you know. Okay, that I mean sort if it left you wanting so, more, that's a good sign. 
yeah, I don't regret playing the game. Fair enough. But yeah, I would not have played it if I had not uh, heard of this podcast. Okay. And straight up, which of the three games was your favorite? I will say I really liked, um, God, what, what is it called? And All Would Cry Beware. I definitely enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Nice. So um, that was probably my favorite of the three. Okay. And Jake, same two questions. Which of the three games that you were less likely to have played without the podcast are you glad you played? See, this is a difficult one because uh, this month I didn't enjoy any of the games. Fair. But, that, that's but, but you, you kind of enjoyed Rage but and Peace. I was right? going to Go say to both of them, I suppose Rage and Peace will be the answer. Wow. Because yes. I'll explain. Rage of Peace is a game I definitely would never, ever, 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 ever have played. <laughs> and as much as it frustrated and I hated it, playing the first level, I enjoyed. It was then Act 2, which kind of made me think, you know what, fuck this shit, no more. Because of that part that I mentioned that I just kept dying and it always felt cheap when I died. Because yeah. I knew how to get through it. It wasn't a forgetting or something. It was just that jump was a millimeter Your off. Fingers and, couldn't yeah, keep up. Exactly. Oh, there was one bit where the where the roof was falling apart. And two of the parts fell at a certain like distance apart from each other, and you had to jump over a puddle. And I could not work out the timing in, into getting between those two falling bits. And I, I just occasionally got lucky and got through it, and then died later and up to it again. And that was really infuriating. Mm. So, yeah, it's a frustrating game, and for sure. In regards to your second question, which was my favorite amongst them, well, the one that you picked... The colorful one. I probably would have enjoyed it more if I didn't kind of feel ill afterwards. And my yeah. game, there wasn't enough content. So if, like Hefe has mentioned, and we've all mentioned, there was more to it, it probably would have been that one. But lack of doing anything, it's like, eh. So yeah. as much as I hated it, and I would murder the game if I could, Rage in Peace is probably my favorite amongst the three. Okay. So I look forward to seeing both of you stream Rage and Peace in the near yeah, future. Well, uh, you haven't streamed it yet. When I've got free time, <laughs> I might actually do that. <laughs> right. So for me, the first one's a really hard one because, and all would cry beware is a game I would eventually have gotten around to because it's a fucking Metroidvania first person shooter. Parry Party, I wouldn't have ever tried. In fact, when you've picked it, I thought this looks like cheap trash. Having actually played it, I kind of enjoyed what I played but in a very very short term and I would happily go back in time and not play Rage in Peace <laughs> <laughs> so that's not that's not on there so I guess by default it's got to be Perry Party or PPDD. Yeah. Perry Party kind of grows on you like I initially hated it at the very beginning but it kind of I was starting to enjoy it yeah. like you said when you get into a rhythm it's just a shame it's there's just, not it's more kinda to fun. it yeah yeah but yeah, I'm going to have the same answers really as Hefe, because my favorite game, which is the one I picked, was and All Would Cry Beware. It's way more my kind of game than the other two. And I'm not trying to pick on your choice, Hefe, but I fucking hate Rage in Peace. <laughs> I just, I don't ever want to look at that game again. I can look at it, it's pretty, but I don't ever want to play it again. Yeah, it's not my style of gameplay either. And yet he picked it. Yep, I was there for the story. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well that's... Uh... Luke. I guess is, that's, that's it. This is what? where we find out he never actually played it. He did just watch it on YouTube and is pretending he raged. <laughs> right. I'm a habitual liar. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, I believe that. But wouldn't you be lying about being a liar? Mm. But then, if he's lying about being a liar, that makes him a liar, in which case makes his lying about being a liar a truth. Oh, this is, t this is too deep for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, I think I'm ready to start wrapping up. Hefe, is there anything you would like to plug? Plug? Um, I do stream occasionally. 
whenever I'm done adulting. So uh, if you want, you can follow me on twitch.tv slash seniorhefe1. I'm also on Twitter. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I'll I had fun doing post this. Post links to your Twitch. Uh, what sort of game are you playing at the moment? Ooh, I'm playing a little unknown game called Dark Forces. It's based on this thing called Star Wars. You may have heard of it. Oh yeah, isn't it like it looks a lot like this other obscure game called Doom? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Isn't Star Wars oh, yeah, I'm that, playing through that. Isn't that really Star Wars it. that one with the Enterprise in it? Uh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Enterprise, the Borg, um, all the space. Oh yeah, and it's and got those weird sci-fi. gates which puddles come out of and people walk into them, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and then absolutely. they say, um, beam me up, Frodo. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Mm. And, yes. And there's like this big, what's it, like, guy in a gray. You're a Jedi, Harry. Yeah, that one. Yeah, okay, mm. okay. I know which one Star Wars is. <laughs> that actually sounds like a mashup game I would play. But yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, everyone. Be sure to check out Hefe. Senior Hefe. And his Star Wars game. And his. Well, I mean, he's, <laughs> by the time this goes up, he's going to be done with that, to be fair, most likely. <laughs> Jake, is there anything you would like to uh, plug? Plug? That's a new f- terminology I'm not used to. Hmm. Is that is that an American thing or? I don't know. I've just heard other podcasts what? say it, so I'm saying it. Ah, uh, <laughs> mm. interesting. Because you've never used it before. Uh, not particularly, because I don't stream as much as I used to anymore. I mean, if you want to check out my stream, it's Sup Big Nose. That's S U P B I G N O S E. But I'm going on holiday for like six months soon, so I am. Probably, definitely not going to be streaming for a while, uh, that's for sure. So, yeah, I don't really have much to advertise about me other than I'm amazing. Okay, I probably shouldn't have left myself for last because people are going to have left by now. But I wanted to say before I... This is going to be the final episode for a while as um, we're going to we're gonna call it the season end. But uh, we've all got quite a lot of shit going on lately. Good shit, Holiday. mind you, just stuff that's keeping us busy. So we'll we'll hopefully come back soon. Uh, if you enjoy this, please do follow so you can find out when we come back or follow me on Twitter. I think we'll be down below where I will definitely announce our comeback. But I do not have a date for that. It might be a couple of months, might be a year, but we would like to carry on doing this. It's just going to take a while. I'm going to be a dad soon. That's going to be very time consuming. Just anyway, give the baby to the wife but... and you've got no problems. Uh, n- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Apart from that, when I have got free time, I do like to stream on twitch.tv slash crazycane. I am very active on Twitter, although these days I am mostly just arguing with assholes. Occasionally I'll talk about video games. At Kane Kravich. Yeah, I'm I'm a very angry tweeter. Um, To be fair, you're very angry in general, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Jake. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Uh, Do leave a like, comment, whatever, and we will catch you when we come back, whenever that is. Bye! 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 See you later!